Well, a very good day to you, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Entering Stage Right. I am D. Paul Thomas, actor and playwright, podcasting from the heartland of America right here in Indianapolis, Indiana, and joining me all the way from the left coast, but always entering stage right, is my wonderful co-host, the actor and director of some of the biggest hits in TV history, Philip Charles McKenzie. And a, a very good day to you, Sir Philip. How how's everything going out in Los Angeles? Well, as uh, as everybody knows, I want to wish everyone a happy autumnal equinox, which yes. happened uh, which happened late yesterday on Friday. So we are now into fall, and um, yeah. it's uh, we're we're actually getting some nice fall weather here. But I have I have a story to tell this week that was uh, that uh, to me is like a just a a, a beautiful little fairy tale. Mm-hmm. As as a lot of our listeners know, and I think I mentioned this a year or so ago, at, at least out here in Los Angeles, in September, late August and September into October, the spiders make their webs all over the place, huge webs. Right. Um, to, I don't know if they're storing up for the winter or, or, or whatever. I don't know, but it's a particular time of year. Mm-hmm. That in, in, in our uh, the front of our house there are these gorgeous webs, and sometimes most of the time they're in a place that you just can you, you can just look at them and say isn't that pretty, and other times they just get in the way. You know, you walk into them. Well, uh, early this past week, uh, I, I happened to walk out the front door of my house, and a gorgeous um, monarch butterfly was caught in a web. And it was oh. flapping, it was flapping, and oh my goodness, so I called my wife, I said, come on, get out and get the broom, yeah. you know, to just, you know, get, I, I could get off my, the porch, and I could reach up and get it if I, if I had some help. So she uh, took a broom and, and pulled it down, pulled the web down, the, the spider took off. Um, I love spiders, but not when you're going to, I wasn't going to hurt the spider, so yeah. Yeah. finally pulled the thing down, and I... And I and I start taking away the the web material, and the you know from the uh, butterfly, and I never had to touch the butterfly, and it flew away. So it was like I even said to my wife, I said, oh. "Well, I did I did my good deed for the day." <laughs> but the story has another ending. Oh no! Three days later, yeah, I'm walking out of my house. And we have on, next to our driveway a, a beautiful uh, small hedge. And I look down, and there's a monarch butterfly. Mm-hmm. Not more than a foot from my knee. Mm-hmm. And it was just there with its wings out, just resting. Mm-hmm. And I looked at it. And I said, are you the one? <laughs> are you the one? And came back to thank me? <laughs> you know, it's probably Aww. not true, or if it is true, or something. I, it it just became it it just sort of closed the circle, and yep. it, 
it, that the butterfly stayed there for about 10 seconds. And I was just, just reaching for my phone to take a picture and it flew away. Yeah. I, I thought, I thought, did you come back to say, hey, thanks, pal? <laughs> I don't know. So it was, it was, it was quite a lovely story, uh, well, even, uh, if, uh, even uh, if it's only in my own head. Well, it, it really is in a lot of our heads. I'm, for some reason, thinking of Dr. Albert Schweitzer, you know, who just adored every, every tiny little insect and animal and spoke about all of its connective uh, tissue, as it were, and, and uh, how all of God's creatures are sacred. So I think it's a beautiful story. So anyway, but... It, 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 it was fun, and it was also, the, as you know, a, <clears throat> my, and by the way, the, the spider, the next day, you know, they, they go to work right away. He, he built another, you know, he or yeah. she, whatever, was built another nest. So she, it, it was fine. I'm sure she found some uh, 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 food someplace else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, not, they're... A, not on my watch. <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's a busy time of year, and this uh, change of seasons. We just have a gorgeous fall day here. I've got some interesting news about Indianapolis later, but tell us a little bit more about Los Angeles well, County we, and yeah, your neck of the woods, sir. We ha- we have a, I have a, a couple of quick things. Uh, one, mm-hmm. uh, my, my son, as I think uh, many of our listeners know, is is a police officer. Uh, he is not in California. He is in another state, but he follows. Um, he follows uh, everything, you know. Sure. Uh, he's a very bright guy. Follows everything in mm-hmm. terms of law and stuff. And, and he sent us something the other day that was very upsetting to me. Uh, and it was it was sent from um, it was sent from the uh, uh, Los Angeles County Police Chiefs Association. Yes. It was a uh, um, um, a press release, uh-huh. uh, a new set of bail schedules to begin in October. Actually, it's mm-hmm. October 1st, mm-hmm. which is in a week and a half or something. And this is what, and I looked it up, and, and I, for some reason, the Superior Court of Los Angeles County has this power, apparently. Mm-hmm. They approved, uh, in, in July, they approved a new set of bail schedules for suspects arrested in nonviolent felonies and misdemeanor crimes. Mm-hmm. The new bail schedule, stated to t- uh, uh, slated to uh, begin October 1st, will dictate three possible actions by law enforcement for an arrestee's release. CR, site and release. Mm-hmm. BR, book and release. Mm-hmm. Or MR, magistrate review. Mm. Uh, and uh, and then release uh, based on yes that. well yeah. it, 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 so uh, the the will they the uh, these protocols will replace traditional bail schedules listen to this. instead of assigning money bail amount to mm-hmm. nonviolent felonies and misdemeanors a majority of arrestees will now be released at the location of the arrest catch and release, mm-hmm. or booked mm-hmm. in jail and then released on their own recognizance with a citation for a future court date. And in some cases, if, if, uh, if, if the um, crime poses an increased threat to the public, it'll be referred to an on-call magistrate who will have the discretion um, to uh, include, this is great, prohibitions against committing crimes. Can you imagine that? Don't do that again. Okay, great. Uh, sending text messages to remind the, the arrestee to appear in court and visits with the court staff, which is interesting to me. 
even in violent uh, 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 offenses involving guns, sexual battery, crimes against children, elders, and contact with minors was in, with intent to commit sexual offense. These are examples of, uh, uh, of offenses subject to magistrate review. Mm -hmm. But a magistrate will consider the crime and a risk assessment report to determine whether the arrestee should be, be released with no conditions or, this is the best part, determine the least restrictive non-financial conditions intended to address whether the arrestee is likely to return to court. Say, would you say that sentence again? In, there, there, there. in a serious crime. Yes. In a serious crime, not yeah. murder, but yeah. Uh, yeah. in guns, sexual battery, right. all these. Right, the, all these the things magist you mentioned. The magistrate will do a risk assessment report to mm -hmm. determine whether the arrestee should be released with no conditions mm. or determine the least restrictive non-financial conditions intended to address whether the arrestee is likely to return to court. So all of this mm. stuff, yeah. So all No of this. bail. So it's yeah. basically... It, yeah. he, it, it's not even the most restrictive. They have to do the least restrictive or no yeah, conditions. Yeah, I mean, that's what's shocking. It's, it's, and, all, it's all about gi giving, again, a favor to the criminal, a favor to the perpetrator. It, that's it, right. It, it's, that, that, that's right. And, yeah. you know, it would take it a step. It's not taking it a step further, just looking at it yeah. in a different way of no bail, no money. So, so this, this is, you know, all these poor people who commit crimes. Well, we can't make them pay some money. Well, what about the damn crime you're committing? You know, and by the way, this, this, this uh, uh, catch and release are being released at the location of the arrest. Mm -hmm. or booked in jail and then released. You know, if it's a home invasion, if someone comes in and rips, rips my house off, that's what will happen. The police will come. If they catch them, they'll release them. Well, I mean... That's I, exactly what that I, is. I read this uh, new set of bail schedules to begin an October press release that you sent, sent out by the L.A. County Police Chiefs Association in response to the Superior Court of Los Angeles new set of a bail schedules. So it's come right from the courts. And just to read this in black and white, likewise, a person arrested for theft of an automobile is eligible for BR, book and release. In other words, if someone comes in to my driveway, steals my car, mm -hmm. thanks be to God they're caught, they could go down to the station and walk out within a half hour or so. And then they wonder why, let's say in New York City, but the same thing can happen here. And then they wonder why the person who has been caught and released, you know, 10, 15, 20 times kills somebody. And then everybody goes, what a terrible thing. Yeah, yeah. What, what are we talking about? This, this, is, yeah. this, is, this is pure insanity. Philip, read the last paragraph because it was obvious if you even read uh, somewhat between the lines that the L.A. County Police Chiefs Association is not terribly happy with Well, they, they, it was, uh, they're very uh, circumspect. Uh, it says, this represents a significant change in protocols for mm -hmm. all law enforcement agencies in Los Angeles County. The L.A. County Police Chiefs Association remains committed to the safety and security of our communities. We will work 
uh, we will continue to work within the processes set forth by the Superior Court of Los Angeles County and as a profession make recommendations for improvement at every opportunity, <laughs> meaning, meaning they're going to keep pushing back. Yeah. Because what, and, and as we go along, what they, will, what they will say and continue to say is, listen, this isn't working. We're no, you know, we've talked about this before, Deepal, in any culture, any society, uh, there, there are mores and rules and laws that have been that have been enacted to protect the public, and if this goes by the wayside, this is anarchy and no consequences at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's it's it's quite distressing. I want to jump. I, I want to do one quick oh. thing that that you and I hadn't talked about, okay. uh, but but I want to throw it in there. Uh, mm. You and I have talked privately, and I think a little on the air maybe yeah. about is Gavin Newsom running for president. And I, in fact, in a private conversation you and I had yesterday, I said, no, he's, 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 he's not that smart and not that good. And his record is not uh, very good in terms of his leftist um, um, proclivities in this state. And we have talked about this on the air, so I wanted to follow up on this. Yeah. The, uh, Gavin Newsom last night vetoed the bill. Um, that uh, uh, which bill was it? The 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 uh, AB nine fifty seven. Remember, we talked last week that the uh, the the uh, how, uh, the um, yep. assembly and the Senate in, in in California passed a bill about this gender expression that if 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 there is a if a parent won't affirm their child, the child mm-hmm. can be taken mm-hmm. away. Mm-hmm. And From they the courts, passed yeah. this. Yeah, that, that's right. And they passed this by a huge margin, uh, obviously along party lines. But that, it's a huge margin. Yeah, in yeah, state. yeah. Gosh, well, a, last yeah, night yeah. Newsom vetoed the bill. Surprising. Well, you know what that means. He is whether, running for president. That's right. That's exactly right. That wh- whether it's this year or twenty eight, yeah, that, he saw. You know, sometimes, sometimes even Gavin Newsom, with his uh, with his thin uh, thin mental capacity, um, uh, can read the writing on the wall, and uh, yeah. and he didn't want to. Uh, he didn't. He didn't want to be uh, associated with this. So, uh, so uh, and, uh, and his yeah. his reasoning was this. You know, this continual self righteous thing. But at least the damn thing was was uh, was vetoed. Was vetoed. And, and they will not. Yeah. They will not override him. Just they have the power, uh, the numbers to override him, but they won't override him. No, I, no, I don't think so. And, and so that's a for, bit of good news. Listen, uh, you know. thank you for bringing it to our attention, and thank you for the, moving right along for bringing the L.A. County Police Chiefs Association concern about this, which is going to do nothing but again aid and abet what I say is our age of lawlessness that sort of the floodgates opened with the summer of love 2020. We're seeing it all around us. We have it in a kind of a little microcosm this week with none other than uh, the indictment of federal corruption charges brought against Senator Robert Menendez of New Jersey. He's the chairman, of course, and ranking member of the Senate Foreign Relations Committee Extremely powerful. His wife, again, uh, Nadine, also was indicted along with three business associates 
Associates, when investigators raided the senator's home last June, oh my goodness, we found $100,000 in gold bars, half a million in cash hidden all over the house, a new Mercedes-Benz C300 convertible in the garage, sweet car, Philip, something apparently of a quid pro quo for interfering in a business associate's criminal case, lots of more cash coming in various quarters, from the Arab Republic of Egypt because he was providing the Egyptian government with sensitive U.S. government information, the indictment said. I perused all 39 pages of it this morning, along with military sales and financing, etc., etc., for the government of Egypt. And Philip, in a way, you've just got to say it's like a microcosm of what the Biden criminal family has been doing for a decade, No. It's crazy. Uh, yes. By the way, a little update. Uh, he has stepped down from the uh, his the, being the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee. Bing it and, and as of this morning, more people, including the governor of New Jersey and other uh, yeah. um, uh, Congress people, and uh, are 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 basically saying you got to go uh, from the Good. Senate. So so I, I'm I'm he's he's done. He's he, yeah, done. Yeah. He's he done. Is. But but you know you yeah. said you said something very interesting. You know. Uh, you know, if he was really smart, I don't know if he and his wife have children, but what they should have done is had the kids take do all of this stuff, you know, well, so it yeah. leaves him clean, just oh, yeah. sort, sort of like the Biden things. Oh. So, you know, Biden, you know, Biden in Biden's family, at least Hunter is the is the designated schmuck who's you know who's gonna who who's who's gonna be taking the fall, but you know. Joe will too eventually, but well, but well, yes, he, yeah, that, yeah. so uh, Senator Menendez didn't quite think ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, and when you've got uh, stacks of money lying around your house on top of your own oh. uh, 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 monikered uh, uh, shirts and jackets and stuff, uh, it, it, stuffed in pockets of suits, <laughs> <laughs> it is just it's too. It's 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 delicious. It's oh, delicious. we couldn't have written it. They wouldn't have believed it, Philip. That's it right. is it is wild. Well, listen, we've used the phrase before. I have frequently on our podcast over the last couple of years. The spirit of lawlessness has been loose on the land, and we see it in this kind of nefarious uh, malfeasance and activity. And it's been let loose upon our southern border. You know, it started as a trickle a long, long time ago. It's now become an absolute tidal wave of drugs, mayhem, death. And I just want you to uh, share with our listeners, because it's been in the headlines big time this week. It's just reaching a crucible. Some more information on it, please, Philip. Well, you know, this goes back to the uh, the uh, debates between Trump and Biden in 2020. Biden actually came out and said, I'm going to, he didn't say I'm going to open the border, but he said, we need uh, immigration. He he ba he basically laid it right out. Yeah. And um, and uh, it, it has been getting so bad that, that uh, it, it is now, it is, it is now beyond, beyond being able to control. We have no border. Mm -hmm. This is what has happened. We have no border anymore. Mm -hmm. In fact, uh, in, 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 in recent days, it, in, in fact, uh, what I wrote this, I, I wrote this down, uh, since Biden has been president, I don't know if our listeners really know this, over 7 million people have come into this country illegally. 7 
I think most million. of our listeners do know. I don't know if they know those numbers. Those numbers were, were shocking, uh, yeah, yeah. E- even to me. And I'm a you know a political junkie who watches all this stuff. But yeah, it has yeah. gotten it has gotten so bad oh, yeah. that uh, uh, there have been days recently in which ten thousand people cross in a day. Yep. In a day, and yeah. uh, Biden, in word and deed from the 2020 campaign, sent a message to the would-be illegal border crosses around the world. If you come, you will be allowed to stay, and millions have. But lately, you know, one of the things that's starting to, one of the reasons this is coming to the fore, aside from the sheer numbers, yeah. is, the, is, the, is, is, is what has been happening to Democratic leftist sanctuary city oh, yeah. cities. Mm-hmm. Eric Adams in New York. In, 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 there, there are over 110,000 new asylum seekers, or asylum seekers, they're illegal immigrants, is what they are. And he has come out and said they are destroying New York City, so you have to do something about this. And now he's blaming Governor Abbott uh, of, of Texas for sending them all over the place. It's not just there. It's in, uh, remember Martha's Vineyard last, uh, last um, you know, some months ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, they couldn't have them there because, you know. Um, yeah. But, but what, what is happening now is, is, is the Biden administration want, wants to um, not pass a law, but, but make a, a declaration that they have to stay in Texas. Can you imagine that? Uh, because it's a, it's a red state and, and, you know, Abbott's not going to have anything, um, you know, to do with it. But this is what has happened. This is an example of, mm-hmm, of the mm-hmm. extent of this. The New York Times reported recently that half a million migrants from Venezuela will be allowed to immediately apply for work authorization right you see this is the game if if you take people storming across the border illegally and change the rules so they can apply for work authorization and that becomes somehow okay because the change could alleviate the costly burden of housing these people in major cities across the across the country now there's a yes a new rule called cbp1 it is what is called a parole program, and this is just another way around uh, um, and, 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 and making it sound like it's, uh, it, it's okay and getting around the, 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 the enormous numbers coming across. What, yes. this does, yeah. what this does, it's a little-known part of the Biden administration, CBP-1 program, permits inadmissible aliens to make a, an appointment to fly directly to airports in the interior of the United States. Isn't that convenient? Yes, bypassing the border altogether. Isn't that smart? (laughs) This will allow migrants, can you imagine this, to take commercial flights from foreign countries straight to their cities of choice in America. And you know... uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, you go ahead, sir. The the program applies to migrants from Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, and Haiti. Yes. And... um, and all they have to do is request advanced travel authorization. Now, one thing is they have to pay for the flight themselves. You know, <laughs> at their own expense. That breaks my heart. Whereas <sighs> where, where U.S. Customs officials will parole them into the nation, sight unseen, they will just disappear into the country. Absolutely. This is what's going on. Absolutely. And, 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 by, uh, yep. and by the way, I, I think this is... I, 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 
I don't like to speak in hyperbole. I do sometimes. I don't like to. I, I like to try and keep it... Uh, control. Uh, uh, we uh, like to control uh, our emotions. Uh, yes, as but, my but, wife says. But this is, this is treason. This is treason. How can someone be president of the United States and have an open border? Your first, one of your jobs is to protect the United States, and that is to have a border. And if no matter what Biden's administration says, if people can come from anywhere, by the way, I don't know if people know this either. This is something pretty amazing. You know, most people in America, when you retire with Social Security, most people average about 1400 a month. Yep. You come to this country illegally, and you are given $2,000 a month plus expenses. And now the new thing, do you remember in 2020 at the, at the, at the, at the, uh, during the election time, everybody said, you can't force people to have ID because, you know, stupid black yeah, people don't, yeah. don't have ID. You know, that nonsense. Well, guess what they're doing too? Not only are they giving them $2,000 a month, more than someone who has worked for 35, 40 years in this country and paid into Social Security, they're also wanting to give them, if this came out this week, they want to give them an ID. So they oh, can sure. have a picture yeah. ID, so they yeah. can just la-di-da, live in our country and take advantage of everything, plus getting money. Philip, I'm, I want to I respond to what you've set up for us um, uh, by quoting uh, verbatim from uh, Andrew Sullivan, whose article just came out yesterday called The Huddled Masses at the Border. It just underscores this paragraph, everything that you have set up. And uh, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna quote uh, verbatim from it. By the way, he mentions the fact that so far this year, already 221,000 have arrived, the flying migrants, as they're known as, the flying migrants from Nicaragua, Venezuela, Haiti, and Cuba. Quarter of a million have already flown in. But anyway, these are his words, and I think they are substantial. Without massive investment in border protection. Without mass deportations from the interior of the country, etc., and a vastly expanded system of immigration courts and judges, the U.S. has simply ceased to be a functional nation-state. We cannot determine who becomes a citizen or not. It is so, so easy to argue that any concern about this is merely proof of racism. It is merely proof that the U.S. federal government is no longer capable of the most basic of functions, the maintenance of its own borders. You know, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take exception to one word, yeah. capable. Of course they're capable. It's yes, a, there you a, go. Yep. It's, a, it's a choice. You know, it, it, Philip, it is I'm, a choice. This this is, they, of course they're capable of it. Yeah. You put the army down there and no. you stop it. Yeah, and that's the question. Then where is, on all sides of the aisle, and this may be a thing that is going to be a groundswell from, indeed, the body politic, from the populace, where is our collective will? Where will be our own domestic Marshall Plan? 
Where will the additional border patrol come from? The courts and the judges, and yes, all the workers to deal with this, what is now an international crisis. I'll tell you one thing, Philip, it'll not come under Biden, I don't believe it, and it certainly is not going to happen under Kamala Kamala Harris or your governor, Gavin Newsom. I don't believe it, and that's, that's why I don't care what you may or may not think, and I'm talking about uh, someone I may be in a discussion with what you think of DeSantis. I think he's got this issue right. Well, I, I do too, and I, I at at this point, um, I am a, a a supporter of DeSantis, and, and and as I've talked, but but something I saw just yesterday, yeah, an interview with Trump. Now, you, our listeners know how I feel about Trump. I voted for him twice, but I don't think he's quite the right guy. But I do feel, think. I think he is the voice of America. He is the he is the conscience of America. Should he be in the White House? I don't particularly think so. But this is what he said this week, and this is going to get him uh, more support. Yeah. In all these phony baloney discussions about immigration, well, what are you going to do about the people who are already here? They have to be assimilated. Blah 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 blah. You know what he said yesterday? Mm. Deport them. And the, the interviewer said, you deport all these people? How are you going to? He says, they will, I will set up a situation where they are deported. That's a big deal. It's like a mark, I'm just yeah. a, the, the, his yeah. statement. That, yeah. that statement was a big deal because yeah. it was so yeah. succinct and right to the point. Forget all of this. Assimilate people. These people have come illegally. Get rid of them. Yeah, yeah. And that will, and that will also, you know, the whole thing, is, as we talked about earlier, Biden by, by essentially basically said, come on in. These, this is what our policy is going to be. So people go, okay. But if you say, you're not only not going to come here. And, you're going and to try, be deported. You're going to be thrown out, you know, which goes way beyond. Remember Mitt, Mitt Romney self-deporting? Yeah, that's why Mitt's, that's why Mitt's going down. <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. so th- I think what, what, what Trump said yesterday was, uh, was, was uh, quite a strong, strong statement. And well, I think, and, and, and I think and, necessary as well. And, and again, I'm loving it across the board. See if you can identify this quote. Quote, if you're going to leave your country, go somewhere else. Now, that wasn't a MAGA-maniac. Do you know who that was? It was Kathy Hochul, the, 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 the governor of New York. But you know what? She, she can say it, can't she? Oh, that yeah. Do, that doesn't make her a, um, a white a, supremacist, a, a racist, white supremacist, <laughs> a, a America first MAGA-maniac. No, she can say it because she's a leftist Democrat whose state is being overrun by illegal immigrants. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it, it really depends upon who's singing the tune. And listen, Philip, for all of my bleeding heart liberal friends, and I do have many, you know, who want diversity, tolerance, understanding. It is rampant within the religious community. I'm going to write an essay on it very quickly or revise an older one I've done regarding this whole issue. What we need to note is this, that the vast majority of migrants who are coming into this country are not folks who are seeking political or religious asylum. They are not being persecuted for political or religious reasons. They want a better life in bountiful America. That's 
that's what they want. Well, and, you know uh, what? I, People have been doing this since time immemorial, and there are rules and a procedure to do that. We have always welcomed immigrants from absolutely. all over the world. If you go through the damn process, but to, but just to open the border and have people pouring in here. By the way, many of them, as you well know, are males of uh, you know in their twenties. Uh, you know, uh, of course. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, this this is. I, uh, I, I want our listeners to know you and I had some different things planned for today um, yeah. to speak about. But yeah. this, this, this has finally, you know the old thing, I've had it up to here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why I, nuke, yeah. Uh, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, who said that, Bach? Yes. Yeah. Um, I know you told me that yesterday. There's a wonderful cantata. I have enough. I have enough. I've had enough uh, that, that I don't, I don't, I think this has gotten so bad yeah, that it, it cannot, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's been ignored, as you just said, in many places, like in the Congress. Why aren't they doing anything about this? Why aren't they doing anything about this? I don't, I don't understand. And I, I think it's going to be, uh, you know the, the 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 blowback from from all these you know these sanctimonious mayors yes. and, go and governors yep. of these blue states who say yes we're a sanctuary yeah well deal with it pal yeah well you, you, the, you, it, you know you, be careful what you wish for yeah and it is happening and I think the tide is shifting speaking Philip of shifting tides I am going to go right into my P.S. you'll forgive me I want to quote a friend of mine. Just hearing about this is so delicious. Delicious. You're my <laughs> friend. I'm quoting, of course. And and, 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 and you'll, you'll forgive my own moment here of schadenfreude, but Mr. Kendi, Ibram X. Kendi's Center for Anti-Racist Research, the acronym, of course, is CAR, the Center for Anti-Racist Research. Well, let's put it this way, Philip, the car is breaking down. <laughs> All right. And I, I mean, I mean, with massive layoffs, with disgruntled employees, white and black, calling for Kendi's resignation. Somehow, apparently, they blew through $30 million in two years. Some monies are still unaccounted for. Very little research has been accomplished. A couple of uh, insignificant papers. But, Philip, I want to backpedal here just for a moment. First, I would encourage our listeners to go to our podcast number 93 and 94, if you haven't already, and hundreds have, which we're grateful for. But anyway, Ibram X. Kendi Exposed Parts 1 and 2. It, it may be all you need to know uh, 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 about Mr. Kendi. But I'm going back to Andrew Sullivan because on his Substack site again, and that is nothing but andrewsullivan.substack.com. This week, he posted what I found underscoring everything we've said, but sort of, again, an extension in terms of the expose coming from a, whether you agree with Mr. Sullivan all the time, he certainly has a sharp, sharp mind. He is neither uh, uh, what we would call a spokesperson on the right. Of course, the left have disowned him because of his independent thinking. But here's what he had to say, uh, and it is uh, worthy of uh, uh, being delicious as well. Quote, 
When I first encountered the improbably named Ibram X. Kindi, it was through his memoir, which was affecting in places, but marred by, well, an intellectual crudeness so extreme, I marveled that anyone could take it seriously. After a while, I wrote, you realize that this worldview cannot be contradicted or informed by any discipline outside of itself. Kendi's entire edifice of anti-racism is so dumb, so reductionist, and completely unfalsifiable that the idea that it could generate scholarship of any serious kind was laughable. So the $43 million given to him and the center at Boston University, I just added that parenthetically, I'm now back on quoting Mr. Sullivan, by people like Jack Dorsey was never about the life of the mind. It was about credentializing various white, rich leftists as cool in the moral panic about white supremacy in 2020. And here's his last paragraph that I'll read. It turns out no one knows what that $43 million bought. But the output of his anti-racism center of Boston University was, of course, trivial. When your ideology posits, uh, 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 positions a priori that any and all average differences between different ethnicities are always entirely a function of racism, what is there to research? And it is not exactly a surprise that one former employee said of the great liberator, it became very clear after I started that this was exploitative and other faculty experience the same or worse. And the student newspaper there at Boston campus, the dailyfreepress.com, go to it. The independent student newspaper at Boston U has done a tremendous expose on it. And much like has turned out with the leadership of BLM. This is the mess of Ibram X. Kendi's Center of Anti-Racist Research. This is, along with BLM, because I was going to mention, I'm glad you mentioned it, these are perfect examples of a grift. This is grifting 101. And, uh, you know, going back to Jack Dorsey, uh, you know, who used to own Twitter and, yeah. and, and, and as you said, this, this credentializing of your, of your goodness, you know, I, I've been rereading, um, uh, some of, uh, one of my, uh, the, the people I have absolute uh, utmost respect for is, uh, um, Shelby Steele, yeah. and he, he laid this out in one of his first books, White Guilt. Yeah, yeah. These, uh, BLM, uh, Kendi, and all of these frauds, uh, um, uh, Al Sharpton, you know, going back to Jesse Jackson, they know how to play the the uh, play on white guilt to say oh woe is us woe is us and the, and 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 the and the and the um, uh, jack dorsey's and and these universities are willing to pour money into these frauds uh you know it it, it they know exactly how which button that's what it is they know which buttons to push and it works and then when their uh, grift is exposed you know 
what's the next thing they're going to do? Claim racism. You know, it, it's sort of... Oh, this, yeah. Uh, no, no, going back to what you said that uh, Andrew Sullivan said, if, <laughs> it's a great phrase what he said, if, it, if it's all about racism, what is there to talk about? Yeah. What's the, what's yeah. the, res what, what's what? the research? You're either <laughs> racist or you're not racist. Okay. <laughs> yep. end, end, of P end of PhD uh, <laughs> thesis. <laughs> <laughs> right? It really is so. Jeez, it, this, it, why, is it, why is this thesis only it, two it, sentences it long? Really well, that's so. all it is. And it's no wonder Ibram <sighs> really doesn't want to come out and, and engage with people in true, rigorous, critical thinking debates. There's nothing really? to, that's, that's right. That's right. He even set it up. He even set it up himself, yeah. this guy. He said, you're either racist or, and, and have to be anti-racist. He, he set the whole thing up, the whole argument period. Yeah. So there was nothing to talk about, if coming from his point of view. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Philip, I want to keep us moving because uh, yeah. this has been a substantial show between Ibram and that. And uh, if you want to move right into your PS or your hero, we've got a couple great. I'm going to forego. Uh, well, I don't know what I'm going to forego. But anyway, take us to another level here. You've got an interesting I, PS I, and an interesting I'm gonna, hero. I, I'm going to do, well, I'll, I'll skip my hero but uh, yeah. this week. But I'm going to do the PS because this is one of those things you and I have talked about. And you even said it earlier today. You can't write this stuff yeah, yeah, if you yeah. wrote this stuff they'd say get out of town because <laughs> you know well, it would be a it would be a to a 90 minute pitch in the uh, producer's <laughs> office going you gotta be kidding me get yeah, this guy out of here <laughs> that's right no one does that well listen to what they do all right Arendale secondary school yeah this is for our canadian friends yes. in mississauga ontario uh-huh have removed every book that was published prior to 2008 from the public high school library yeah. every book yeah now and they they they, they, they <laughs> and and here's why because they they wanted to ensure that kids are not exposed to non-inclusivity oh, in other words that everything written prior to 2008 <laughs> must be racist the the peel school district board works to ensure this is what they this is a quote works to ensure that the books available in our school libraries are culturally responsive relevant inclusive and reflective of the diversity of our school communities and the broader society so that so if They've just made a, a unilateral decision Good that everything print, published before 2008 has to go. Now, but this is what this, the, they have oh. three steps. This, the Ontario Ministry of Education, which sounds like a, a PIP too. It's a three-step <laughs> process. Uh, that the, Step one, teachers, librarians are instructed to focus on reviewing books that were published 15 or more years ago, mm -hmm. a.k.a. Mm -hmm. problematic books. Two, ant an anti-racist and inclusive audit is conducted. Hey, anti-racist, we're back to Kendi. During which a book's quality and appeal are defined by, quote, resources that promote anti-racism, cultural responsiveness, and inclusivity. Step three, mm. a second or representation audit is performed, noting how books and other resources reflect student diversity. And this goes on and on and on. By the way, there is a PS to this. They did put the books back after a tremendous amount of pushback. <laughs> but 
You know, you have to think. You have to put yourself in the place of a leftist, and these are teachers and quote unquote their their own uh, you know self important term educators that have decided that everything prior to two thousand and eight, going back five thousand years, has to be disappeared. Philip. Are these people? Are these people insane? Well, this I, is this is yeah, beyond. Yeah. This is you. You can't make this stuff up, people. No, not not only can you not, but the point is, is that you know when you talk about them, because my wife is a educator extraordinaire, and our hats off to those wonderful teachers across the land that uh, uh, have got their heads on straight and are sane people who are... And also bucking bucking the tide as well. Exactly, and don't have a, a PhD in social activism in reality. <laughs> right. That's that's really who these people are. They are committed uh, orth, uh, uh, LGBTQIA and, yes, anti-racist uh, 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 zealots, and this is their religion. And um, uh, a lot of people don't know, Philip, sometimes we just choose our title as we go about our podcast. Well, today's is going to be The Lawlessness and Lunacy of the Land. This is sheer lunacy up there that took place. Hey, this we, 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 we're going to go. It, it is yeah, lunacy. Yeah, yeah. But again, the pushback was there. And right. guess what? Those books were put back on. Now, right. you know, it's one thing to say again, well, there are people on the right that are banning books. Well, yeah, we just soon not have vivid pornography that is essentially affirming pedophile uh, relationships uh, in our elementary schools, in our schools, period. But in the meantime, here are people who want to remove all books written prior to 2000. Yeah, talk about book banning. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's saying, you know, do, do, you know the world began in 2008. Yeah, yeah. because everything before it doesn't exist. <laughs> nobody had a mind, nobody thought, nobody created, nobody nobody no. nobody existed because anybody or anything that existed before 2008 had to be non-inclusive and and racist. That's the whole world. Yeah. That's the way they view it. That's some some in substance the whole world. Now, these people need help. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, anyway, I'm, I'm just gonna. Uh, we're gonna end up our show here, and I, I just want to again salute my hat off to the uh, Daily Free Press there. Uh, uh, you know, uh, at uh, Boston U that is exposing Ibram X Kendi because again, Amen. These things are are uh, you know coming now to light, and that's one of the things we hope to do here on entering stage right for you. Well, there it is, folks. That is it. The old school bell. It needs some oil there on that uh, old bell, but we'll get to it. So it's time to wrap it up. Say goodbye to all of our wonderful listeners for now. And way of reminder, as always, regardless of what's going on in this crazy lunacy out there, this topsy-turvy world of ours, we live in a great country. 
because it's a free country. Let's keep it that way. We've got so much to be thankful for. Enjoy this beautiful fall season and keep looking for those gorgeous butterflies. So this is D. Paul Thomas and Philip Charles McKenzie inviting you to join us next week for another podcast of Entering Stage Right.